So it's basically the big group of lounges that agree to apply minimum effective tax rate on corporate profits of 15%. It is really a breakthrough. It's a first big step towards tax cooperation. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a new podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at tax. Nobody likes to pay it, but multinational companies are coming under heavy pressure to pay their fair share. Giant corporations are adept at moving profits to places where they pay the lowest taxes. To counter that, more than 140 nations and jurisdictions are working on a deal to enforce a corporate tax rate of at least 15%. That could bring in extra tax revenue of $150 billion of tax a year, a welcome sum for economies hit by the war in Ukraine as they try to recover from COVID. Joining me now to explain more about the implications is Bruno Casella, a senior economist at UNCTAD's Investment and Enterprise Division. Thanks for joining me, Bruno. How rife would you say tax avoidance is with these big global companies and how damaging has it been to companies trying to collect it? Well, it is big. Numbers tell us that profit shifting concerns around 30% of the profits generated by multinationals on their foreign operations. Clearly, 30% of profit shifting means a quite massive draining of tax revenues from countries. We place such loss at $200 billion annually, and more or less evenly split between developed and developing countries. For developing countries, it's completely different fears in relative terms, meaning relative to GDP or to total tax revenues, uh, than for developed countries. So there is no real uh, controversy about the fact that uh, the tax avoidance is uh, hitting more heavily developing countries than developed countries. They are shifted to an offshore financial center, tax haven, and they are taxed at zero or five percent. That means that the countries where they are generated loses a lot of, uh, of tax revenues, and overall. Uh, multinational enterprises pay much less than they should be paying. As you said, it's all about uh, paying a fair share. Now, in UNCTAD's recent World Investment Report, you looked at the tax reforms and what's happening right now with this deal? Will it ever actually happen? It's been delayed another year and it's been years in the making. So it's basically the big group of countries that agree to apply minimum effective tax rate on corporate profits, multinationals operating in their jurisdictions of 15%. It is really a breakthrough because it's a first but big step towards tax cooperation. Of course, such a big step is surrounded by a lot of questions around implementation, the timing and so on. But I believe that the principle, so the minimum tax is there to stay. It's going to happen because it's the right principle. And what would you say are the challenges and also the opportunities, especially for developing countries? All offshore financial centers are going to lose out from this because companies that already pay more than 15%, they will continue to pay more. But companies that pay less, they will pay 15%. 
and it's going to benefit both developed and developing countries. So these are taxes, basically, on profits generated by foreign investment. So clearly, if you increase the taxation on investment, there may be a downward pressure on the total amount of investment, like in everything. When, if, if prices go up, quantity goes down. We have estimated this potential effect in a decrease of 2% in the total amount of foreign investment in the world. On the opportunity side, there is, in the investment area, there is the possibility that there will be a diversion of investment from low-tax countries to high-tax tax countries. This diversion effect is, is really welcome. That means that taxes will have less of a role in driving investment decisions. This is good. And it is especially good for developing countries because developing countries tend to have higher average affected tax rate. That means that they can benefit more from this diversion effect. And so we are talking about a big step, and countries may not be fully ready for that. So the very first recommendation is to scale up technical capacity in developing countries, not just on tax competency, but also on the investment side, to make sure that developing countries will put in place the best response to the measure. The third measure is something we propose that the additional revenues that are paid by multinational enterprises in developing countries remains in developing countries. So we need to make sure that still they will, they will get the additional revenue the multinational enterprises will pay there. It's going to drive a move towards a better type of investment. <laughs> So an investment that is less based on taxation, but more based on fundamentals, based on the objective, more finalized to the SDGs to create productive capacity. And SDGs are, of course, sustainable development goals, which is crucial for these developing countries. Many face challenges from climate change, of course, as well. Domestic revenues are the most uh, critical, the biggest component in financing uh, the SDGs. We know that there is a big financing gap for the achievement of the SDGs. So, in particular, in developing countries, domestic revenues by, paid by corporations have a much bigger role than in developed economies. It's more private taxation, while in developing it's more corporate taxation. So, this deal is going to increase the taxes paid by corporations. This is going to finance uh, public services, uh, hospitals, health, education. So it has all to deal with SDGs. That's the direct effect. Countries themselves that want to attract investment, instead of providing uh, tax discounts, they may provide incentive based uh, on SDGs, for example. So they may review the incentive system in such a way that prioritizes things that are more fundamental and more important from their development perspective than taxes. Now, do you think that the tax deal that we've been talking about actually goes far enough? Would you say it's letting some of these big US firms like Apple off the hook? So the principle uh, is very progressive. There is a debate about the level of ambition in the sense that if you put the minimum at 15% or 20%, for example, it's a completely different story the impact in terms of additional revenues would be way bigger. So 
The principle is correct. The deal goes in the right direction. The level of ambition is questionable. I think the principle is going to stay. The frame may change, but the seed has been planted with this deal. And this is, I think, very, very important. So thank you to UNCTAD's Bruno Casella for being our guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next Thursday and every Thursday for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now.